Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is BSIN, the sports betting network. Yeah, that's interesting. With Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the nightcap here on VSIN, hour number two. It's draft week. Got some NBA playoffs going on as we speak as the Mavericks increase their lead to 17 over the Utah Jazz just underway in the second half. That gentleman right there drafted 50th overall in 1999 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers do, I'm going to say, not draft a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, they have a very, like, uninspiring. By the time you get to that part of the first round, people aren't really even watching. (laughs) Uh, I'll be watching. Uh, hoping that certain players may or do or do not get drafted, depending on uh, my bets. But let's talk to Bruce Feldman, who is tremendous at what he does covering college football. And we had him on a couple weeks ago talking about his mock draft based off of the people he had talked about uh, talked to in the league. He has a new article out there, which is a fantastic read, breaking down the prospects, talking to different coaches. So, Bruce, always a pleasure. When you had your mock, you had Trayvon Walker going one uh, way back when. Uh, now you've got a couple more people talking about Trayvon Walker, who, by the way, as of today, is now the betting favorite to go number one in the draft on Thursday. So what did coaches and scouts say about, based on the betting odds, the likely number one pick in Trayvon Walker? Really are intrigued most is you talk about the length that he has, and they are betting on, literally, on the upside of this guy. I mean, some of the stuff I got from coaches and, and scouts was just, he is a violent, explosive dude who is really physical, really good against the run. I think they, they're intrigued by what he can be as a pass rusher because he's still developing. He's also, you know, he's 275 now. They think he can probably be 290. And when people question about, all right, well, we would like to see more sacks and TFLs when he was at Georgia this past year, you know, from the coaches I talked to in the NFL, they're like, you know what? He probably was playing a little out of position. It's probably not what he's best suited at, but he was doing in a position on the four where he's basically doing a lot of the grunt work. And everybody just seems to think in terms of length and athleticism that he is going to really blossom in the NFL and take it to the next level. Well, Bruce, I just think he's the home run 
swing. You know, it's the number one pick in the draft. There are no expectations. You hopefully got a franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence last year. Like, to me, Hutchinson is like a double. There's nothing wrong with a double, but Walker's the home run. Like, he's the one that's different. The arms are longer than normal. The size, the ability to still move in space, the violence at the point of attack. Like, so Trayvon Walker makes a lot of sense to me. I hope the Jags don't overthink this. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because with, to me, you have an Iki Aquanu is a, is a terrific offensive tackle sitting there and you protect your your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, but they still have, they have three young, you know, Cam Robinson still there. They have two other young tackles. You know, they, I think they kind of liked Walker a little, you know, enough where it's like, okay, let's let's improve the defensive line. Yeah, because they and, added Scherf in free agency too. Yeah, I mean, so I'm interested to see, you know, like what exactly are they all the way sold on Walker's potential more than Hutchinson, where I think your analogy is probably pretty good, where it's like, I mean, people think he's really good and they like that he, you know, one of the D-line coaches I talked to from the NFL was like, I think he's the most fundamentally sound D lineman. And he does have, does have good change of direction, but the arm length and it kind of scares him a little bit and says, you know, I think he'd be a really good NFL player, but I don't know if he's the guy you take with the first pick in the draft, just based on what they see. And I think for people look at Walker is bigger. He is longer and he moves actually even better or every bit as well. And I think they look at it and say, you know, years from now this guy probably has the higher ceiling and a lot of times when you're talking about first pick of the draft second pick of the draft i think they are looking at you know it's a little more of a gamble but it's a big swing and i think they feel like at the very worst because people talk about like aiden hutchinson being a really safe pick that he'll be a really good football player i think people know that trayvon walker can be a really really big force on first down stuff in the run. And then, you know, does he slide inside on third downs and he can give you a lot of value there. So he's an intriguing player, no doubt. So Bruce, I've had four defensive coordinators tell me that sauce Gardner is the number one rated defensive player on their entire board. So if Trayvon goes one and you're Detroit, I know a lot of people think it's a no brainer that Hutch goes two. What are you hearing that Detroit does? Because I know they like sauce Gardner a whole lot as well. Do so. Here's the issue, though. Do you take a cornerback if he's number if in number two overall? Would you have taken Jalen Ramsey number two, knowing what you know now? You know, I mean, it's like how much of an impact can that guy make relative to the other guys? Now, I don't know if there's any pressure. It does seem like people think, man, what Dan Campbell kind of exudes, it feels a lot like Aiden Hutchinson. Keep him in state. I don't think you know. It's not like so much like, oh, this is going to be a fan-based pick and everything. But I think just in terms of what he brings, I think people look at him and go, you know what, he'd probably be a good fit there. It's just, you know, can you, um, you know, if he's Chris Long, if he is somebody who's like a, a 10, 12-sack guy, is that, you know, is that going to be a bigger, um, you know, a bigger piece for your franchise or the shutdown cornerback? Hey, Bruce, you know what I didn't know? I didn't know that Sauce Gardner was actually from Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, I mean, so now you have two options for the hometown. Guy. <laughs> you know, so, right. I was, uh, so I was like, okay, well, Sauce is a hometown guy too. But it, it'll be interesting. I, I, like we said, I just think at the top of the draft, you have a chance to go home run. 
then you go home run. Uh, in your opinion, Bruce, what are some guys that you think are dropping, that, that people are expecting to go in the top five? For instance, I don't feel like there's a lot of buzz around Alabama O-line and Evan Neal. Like, is he a guy that's dropping? If not him, who uh, who are some of the others? You know, I'll be interested to see where he, where uh, Kayvon Thibodeau goes. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that I've heard a lot of mixed stuff on. He's definitely got a tremendous first step, and he is a big-time pass rusher. But I think there's a little bit of hesitation on he's 254 pounds. How much bigger can he get? Uh, I think there are some concerns about about consistency with him. People look at it and say, you know, there's there's – a concern about he disappears at times in games. And I think, you know, it's one thing for people to go, Oh, what, what is, you know, how much is he concerned about his brand? But I think it's another thing when you take that piece of it and, and line up some of the film and go, well, he does disappear at times in games. I think there's also a little bit of, uh, maybe it's kind of the fan appeal in the media versus what some personnel and coaches think about Kyle Hamilton, the huge safety from Notre Dame. And I think there are coaches I've talked to for this story who are a little bit to pump the brakes on somebody thinking he could be a top, you know, top four or five pick. Cause I think people were speculating on that because they saw the size, they saw some wow highlights showing his range, but I think there's other concerns about how well he will be in coverage and people like him. I'm not sure if they love him as much as maybe we in the media thought they would. Talking to Bruce Feldman, check out the most recent article. Great insight on so many different players. It's called NFL Draft Confidential on The Athletic at Bruce Feldman CFB. Let's get to the quarterbacks because Sean just wants to hear about quarterbacks. Uh, Sam Howell is actually Sean's number one quarterback uh, when he looked at all the tape, Bruce. And based off of your article, there's some uh, similarities. Some people do believe the UNC quarterback may be the top QB in this class. Yeah, there is some uh, there is some sentiment in the in the same camp as as our friend, the former Tulane great, no doubt. I mean, I think the things that they like again, hey, short quarterback who sees the field really well um, sounds kind of familiar, right? So makes a lot of plays. And the guys I talked to, especially one, was like, I really like his arm. He, I think, even though he's six feet, I think he sees the field better than any of these other guys in the draft can make all sorts of throws, carried a bad team, accurate at all three levels. The only thing that, that the one particular NFL quarterback coach I talked to was a little, like, not wowed by. It was just like, I think Kenny Pickett will do better in the locker room as a leader guy. You just don't kind of feel, uh, you know, Sam Howell in terms of that regard. But the, the vibe you get here is just every quarterback, in there, you can say all five, if you want to include Matt Corral into the – into the, this grouping is they all have some sizable flaw and whether it's one guy's accuracy, another guy's um, and maybe another guy's durability with Kenny Pickett. I think it's his hand size. Some of the- Hey Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. 
There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my quarterback coach I talked to think it is a legit concern with him. Um, you know, with Desmond Ritter, everybody likes just about everything about him, but they, they worry about his accuracy. Is he accurate enough? So this is probably, if you desperately need a quarterback, it's a bad year to have, to have a draft <laughs> and you, you'd be sitting there with a top 15 pick. Cause there's probably not a guy who, who match, matches with the value. Maybe you can get somebody really good at the end of the first round if you trade back out of it. And, and Bruce, let me just say this regarding that intangibles issue. All I know is Sam Howell, in spite of not living up to the expectations as a team, he showed up in the Duke's Mayo Bowl for his teammates. <laughs> so I didn't see Kenny Pickett in his bowl game. He was sitting in the press box with his headsets on because he didn't want to get hurt. So that goes a lot farther in that locker room, and that's one of the reasons that I love Sam Howell because he battled with his guys all the way through. Yeah, look, I mean, as you guys both know, he lost a ton of skill talent uh-huh. coming out of 20, you know, and so he really did carry that team on his back. I think there was a lot of expectations, and he was a huge recruit for, for Mac when he got to UNC. He was initially going to go to Florida State, and he he really had as much to do as Mac, you know, hitting the ground running back in Chapel Hill when he returned. And I think people kind of forget that. I think there's also maybe a little bit of question about like, okay, how well will Phil Longo's version of the air raid, you know, was that ultimately the best fit for him? I don't know. We got to run. Thank you so much. NFL draft confidential. Check it out on the athletic. That's Bruce Feldman. Is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We've got NBA going on as we speak as the Dallas Mavericks looking to take a 3-2 series lead against the Utah Jazz. They lead 68-46 to midway through the third quarter. So the Mavericks, uh, who closed as three-point favorites, uh, 
don't want to mush anyone out there, but it's off to a good start, I would say, uh, as we sit midway through that third quarter. The Toronto Raptors earlier tonight as nine-point underdogs on the road. They're able to cash a plus 330. It looked like South Point uh, closed Toronto on the money line. They win that game by 15. And then the Boston Celtics, you could have got a little plus money on the Celtics tonight. They sweep the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. And feels like many moons ago, Sean, when the Brooklyn Nets opened minus 145 at DraftKings against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I kind of really wasn't engaged with NBA today. Tomorrow was much more interesting for me just because kind of get the T-Wolves-Grizzlies, which looks like it could go either way. And the same thing with the late game, which we'll get to actually uh, live commentate for uh, Phoenix and New Orleans. Yeah. Like that, I'm fascinated by that. I actually have a plus Pelicans. 255 Pelicans to win the series. Uh, so I'm pulling for Brandon Ingram. I really wanted them to win game three. I thought they showed their inexperience as Chris Paul got hot, but they really rebounded in game four. And now, hey, got to win two or three. Chris Paul held to four points. Yeah, they harassed him. They really Jose Alvarado him. was in the nightmares of Chris Paul, who was terrific in game three, not so much in game four, and now we've got a series even up at two games apiece over in the Western Conference with the number one seed. Uh, by the way, we do have a series price at the Westgate Superbook for Bucks and Celtics. Celtics minus $2. Bucks plus 175 Yeah, because of Chris Middleton. Yeah. Yeah, who's he's going to miss the whole series, right? What do you say? It'll be out a month? Uh, he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Right, so which either way puts him, for the most part, it would out be, for that series. I would be surprised, Sean, if we saw. I, I would be surprised if we saw uh, him with that sprained MCL. Yeah, I just think Drew Holiday is so good. I, I'd take that. I mean, if you're going to give I me too. the defending champ with Giannis. Uh, at almost plus 200, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, you've Every got... Every day of the week. Bobby Portis stepping in into the starting lineup. People didn't know what the uh, what the rotation would be. Bobby the, Portis steps the, in. The great Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen, as hey, long as he on. plays every game in Chicago where he's uh, hated and despised. But, you know, he seems to thrive on the booing because hey, they were joking about that post game. Maybe we got to have him take out Marcus Smart early, you know? <laughs> Sacrificial player. I mean, it is... Uh, that's going to be a hell of a series... And, you know, what what the Boston Celtics and their, you know, we'll talk once again to Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, our senior NBA analyst coming up top of the hour, get his thoughts, initial thoughts on that series price. But what, know, is, what, what is Boston to win the East right now? Uh, I could pull it up. DraftKings. Um, uh, plus 155 at DraftKings. To win the East, so they're the favorite. Yeah, yep. Bucks at plus three thirty, Heat at plus two fifty, and uh, the Seventy Sixers. After they lost tonight, they dropped a little bit back. As you see, uh, for those of you joining us, uh, are you believing in Jimmy Butler? Win it? Not really. I no. think I think it's Bucks or Celtics. I don't have a good feel for how good the Celtics are because I don't feel like I think they're really good. I I just don't feel like Brooklyn was like from an energy standpoint, like all the way engaged. I don't disagree with that. And then Kyrie saying, you know, we needed more time to mesh, which was hilarious. Um, you know, and then they had the, the Ben Simmons. 
Bastard, which never played a game. I mean, it, who's Ben Simmons? Exactly. We only talk about active professional athletes on this show, okay? He played as many games as you and me. That's right. So this year, um, I, I think Boston is is tremendous defensively. Now, they got the Bucks, the defending world champs. Now, here's the interesting thing, Sean. The Milwaukee Bucks, if they had played everyone in the final game of the season, and I applauded their decision. Mm-hmm. Now they have to go on the road, games one and two, and is that a is that a differentiator? Now that they don't have home court against the Boston Celtics. They could have gotten home court, but they would have had to play the Boston. I mean, I guess when, do, I, when I look at it, we're going to defending champs. I mean, I mean if you got to go on the road to repeat, and so what? So be it. Make it happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that was because all you have to do is win one road game for you to actually have home home court true. advantage. I mean, I, I am excited about that series. I mean, obviously, it stinks that no Chris Middleton, um, and that is reflective in the odds, I believe. But, I, you know, I, I thought it was silly when people kind of, I don't know if they wrote off Boston, but people, or excuse me, um, Milwaukee, but there were people legitimately who thought the Chicago Bulls, those chumps, <laughs> that they could beat the Bucks. They were living in pre-All-Star Chicago. Come on now, Chicago. man. Yeah. Really? Once Chris Middleton went down, people actually thought, that this Bucks team would lose to the Bulls? Yeah. They lost both games at home by 25 or more. It was a, a absolute whooping. And I felt like a lot of people, look, I, I was a bit too bullish because I thought the Bucks would sweep the Bulls. Right. I should have thought that the Celtics would sweep the Nets, obviously. But there's a lot of people out there who said Bucks in five. That was the favorite uh, in the betting market of the exact result to happen. And now here we are. They head back to Milwaukee. They're up three games to one. You're feeling pretty good. You didn't feel great when Chris Middleton went down. Now you feel pretty darn good as it feels like the Bucs have kind of figured things out. Yeah. It's going to be a fascinating series. I can't wait to see it. I just – because Giannis is a different animal. I mean, his passing last night, he drew the entire defense. Kicks out to the corner, Grayson Allen. And you mean, have guys like great Duke. We have Duke players that tradition the ball to. I mean, the comfort level that creates – Hey, uh, by the way, A.J. Griffin. Uh, he, yeah, I saw he declared. Yeah, he declared. Trevor he, Kills did too, right? Yep. Picked up an agent. Yeah. yeah a new uh, new era. I didn't get there. as much as I. It wasn't a The juice wasn't worth the squeeze for Trevor Kills. Like, he really, really teased me in the, the opener against Kentucky. And I never really saw that version of him again the rest of the year. By the Pretty way, Luca is, uh, is starting to go off a little bit here. But I, I think uh, he's Dallas. Got, he's got 25. Yeah, you can't say that Dallas is better without Luca, but they're such a different team. Luca's so ball dominant. You know, he's like a young James Harden almost because he's just up at the top of the key, patting the ball, patting the ball, patting the ball, patting the ball. Like, there's such a more fluid, you know, organically, like, True offense when he's not in. Now, granted, you got to play Luca because he's really darn good. They're also up by thirty. Right I know, but Utah stinks. Nobody thinks Utah's any good. I'd rather have Luca than Miles. That's what I said. I just said he reminds me of a young James Harden. Back when people thought James Harden was not the best oh, offensive player. So Luca's player. never going to win anything. Uh, I probably would side with that right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he might get lucky like Dirk. Yeah, that Dirk, I mean, that, yeah. 
They won a couple. People oh, they won one. Dirk they won kept one. Uh, LeBron and D Wade them from winning their first year in Miami. That's right. It's a great series. They that was. Uh, I think people are going to talk about this performance from Kevin Durant. This series. I mean, Ooh. that series from LeBron was. Uh, yeah, Luca. If he hits this one, oh boy. Night, night. Bye, bye. Uh, Luca now with uh, twenty-seven. Let me see what I can get Utah on the money line. You like burning money? I just see I've seen this happen enough. Hold on. I just want to see what it is. Didn't you just say I'm sorry, I shortchanged him. He's got 30. <laughs> Did you hear what uh Aaron yeah. said? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, you can we get some cigar action on hold this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, it's locked. You want like stations isn't crazy. They know what's about to happen. You want like fifteen to one? Or? I mean, come on, the Jazz are only down what? It was this thirty? Only down thirty three after 33? missing a layup, and Lucas just come scored on, ni- plenty, nineteen. Plenty of time left in the game. All right, let's let's book it. What do you want? Hey, I said that, and like our producer and everybody in the back immediately got on the microphones. We'll book it. Yeah. Put it in your little notepad there. What do you want? What do you want for your cigar bet? How many uh, cigars you want? Nah, I'm good. Chicken. I'm good. How are you feeling about your two cigar bets heading into the NFL draft? Uh, so what do we have? Malik we have Willis, first Malik rounder. Malik Willis, first rounder. Desmond. I think that's still 50-50. No, it's not. And Desmond Ritter, what? Uh, first rounder. Yeah, both of those are 50-50. I, I mean, they're not. Yeah, they are. I mean, no, they're not. I'm I mean, telling you I, they I'm are. Giving you, I'm giving you facts that they are They are not 50-50. They are 50-50 bets. I'm just telling you, I won't be shocked Thursday if there's not a quarterback selected. I would be absolutely stunned. I wouldn't be. And then go bet it. Under two and a half, you get plus money. I don't have any draft bets yet. Well, then you just said on this program. I have some cigar bets. You said on this program, you would not be surprised if zero went. In the I first wouldn't. Round. So go bet under two no, and a half. No, but I also wouldn't be surprised two. if four went. Which one is it? I don't know. Let me think about it. I think I'm going to go under. I think I'm going to go under. Go bet it. All right, we will talk about some of the uh, reports out there about players maybe trending down or up. It's the nightcap. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now to join the action, Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over. Only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink Responsibly. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Mavericks taking care of business right now as they lead the Utah Jazz after three quarters, 81-55. to 55. Now's your time, Sean. Want to get in on those uh, pesky Utah Jazz? Huh? Nope. Why not? Because stations didn't offer a line. They yeah. knew I was coming. They saw me a mile away. What, no, I'm talking about on the money line, not not points utah's coming back all the way all right i, I will uh i will give you 20 to 1 odds on cigar bets hey by the way mm-hmm. 
uh, Jason, the producer of uh, Scott Seidenberg's show, just brought some cookies in this thing. He did. They are bussing. Uh, Jay, during the next break, I definitely would like another one if possible. <laughs> Do you ask him on live television? He can't say no. I mean, you can get the Mavs or the Jazz right now plus 23 and a half, Sean. No money line, though. I'm giving you a money line. Nah. 20 to 1. Nah. 25 to 1. I just was joking. I wasn't being serious. All right, I'm just. There's some te- certain teams could come back from this deficit. The Jazz, unfortunately, are not one of those. So it looks like the uh, the fourth quarter line though is is around what was that three and a half in favor of the Jazz, 81 to 55, 26 point deficit here at Circuits, 22 and a half. So three and a half in favor of the Jazz as we head into the fourth quarter. As Dallas looking to take a three two series lead. Uh, big games tomorrow night. We'll talk more about those at the top of the hour when Jonathan Von Tobel will join us, get his thoughts on Heat Hawks, Memphis, Minnesota, and New Orleans, Phoenix. So big games tomorrow night. A fascinating evening in the NBA tomorrow Can I make night. a point? Yes. If you are listening or watching, this is your friendly reminder from the nightcap that if you are coming to Vegas, you have to put any – Draft-related bets in by Wednesday at 4 o'clock four o'clock Pacific time. You will not be able to make any draft-related bets inside of the casinos, sports books, inside the state of Nevada after Wednesday at 4 p.m. Just your friendly reminder. All right, so a lot of rumors floating around. By the way, just to, to point something out, earlier in the show, uh, BetMGM had hung a number on the second overall pick to be Aiden Hutchinson at minus 115, which I thought was a great bet. It is now minus 180. So there you go. It is uh, That number's gone. So hopefully, if someone was out there quick to the trigger, yep. you were able to get a great number. Uh, I was not. So uh, hopefully, maybe someone out there uh, was able to get it. So I want to run through some rumors out there okay. uh, and uh, see what you think about them. So once again, um, there's a lot of really piped-in people uh, when it comes to the draft, uh, certainly specific you know, to covering teams. Tony Pauline is one of the better draft analysts out there. Uh, he does a really good job. He's over at Pro Football Network. He and Trey Wingo do some work together. Um, he had this, I think this was either earlier today or late last night. He said, in every draft, something off the wall usually takes place True. that few expect. Many didn't believe the Niners were taking Trey Lance over Mac Jones. So what's the craziest rumor I'm hearing at the top of the draft four days out? The Houston Texans could throw everyone for a loop by taking Derek Stingley Jr. with the third pick. Would that stun you? Well, it'd be ludicrous if Sauce Gardner was on the board, but if Detroit decides to go Gardner at two, then it would it – would, Make a little more sense in my eyes, but Sauce Gardner is everything Derek Stingley is without any of the question marks. Yeah, he, he's taller, I just heard, as fast, and, and been productive I'll, the entire time. He's elite, change of direction. His best film and Derek Stingley's best film are both A plus material. Like I don't know why you would ever do something like that. I will say this: I was listening to. Lance Zerline, who is based out of Houston, mm-hmm. works for NFL.com. And he said last week that Houston loved Stingley. Stingley. I believe it. I would, I think it'd be ludicrous to do it, but I remember last year I text Booger. 
when San Francisco traded up to select Trey Lance. They went from 12 to 6, 6 to 3. And I was like, are they nuts? Like, what is Lynch doing? Like, this kid's not going to be ready to play next year. Like, they're going to be sitting in a position that, I my exact words, in the 2022 draft, they're going to be sitting in a position where they still have no idea if Trey Lance is a good quarterback or not. And that's exactly where they sit. That is true. That's where we stand right now. So, I'm saying that to say I could see Houston doing something similar, which for me, taking Stingley over Sauce Gardner would just be ludicrous. Another one, Jordan Renan from ESPN, who covers the Jets and covers the Giants, and uh, but he had a uh, thing about the Jets, and then Dane Brugler also uh, confirmed the rumor. A player who will go higher Thursday than most seem to expect is Florida State edge rusher Jermaine Johnson. Some I spoke to with some I spoke with believe he will ultimately be the best pass rusher in the draft. Seems to be a top ten lock over under at nine and a half. Maybe even sneaks into the top five. Dane Brugler followed it up. Several around the NFL who I trust believe Jermaine Johnson has a better chance to go number four to the Jets than Kayvon Thibodeau. So in our mock draft that we did probably about two and a half, three weeks ago, where I played the general manager for every team in the top ten, I took Jermaine Johnson at number seven as uh, Joe Sean, Joe Shan, the uh, general manager of the Giants. I took him at number seven. I didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau going to number nine, so I had them both on the board. I think Jermaine Johnson's a better football player. I'm uh, Seattle at nine. I I just I won't be surprised really at anything if they go quarterback, if they go Jermaine Johnson, if they go. Uh, I had him taking Charles Thibodeau. Cross. Yeah. I would not be surprised with really anything. Personally, I'm hoping some reason they fall in love with Devin Lloyd. That would be really nice. I don't think that's happening anymore. Um, so that's another rumor. I had Devin Lloyd going fourth. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I'm just saying that's what that's. I did what I would do. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple more rumors. This is from Todd McShay's uh, article today. He said, I mentioned the buzz around Davis, Jordan Davis, to Seattle at number nine, but the intrigue doesn't stop there. Everyone I've talked to says they'd be shocked if the 340-pounder fell past Baltimore at number 14. Jordan Davis right now, most shops over under 14 and a half. Yeah, I was saying, I feel like that's about right. Yeah, I've... And the only reason that he lasts that long, Tim, because he's a pure nose guard. So you have to be a 3-14 to justify taking Jordan Davis. You're not going to put him, you know, in the under-tackle position, you know, in a 4-3 defense. This is not what he does, so... You know, you have to be a defense that can function, you know, out of a 3-4 set. Here at Circa, 14-and-a-half uh, is where Jordan Davis uh, sits under minus 135. How about this? Three prospects I've heard that could fall out of round one per Todd McShay. Georgia linebacker, N'Kobe Dean. I told you, not a very good athlete. Great football player, very average athlete. Purdue defensive end George Karloftis, which yeah. we have talked about here on this show, we have seen here in Vegas that number. Remember, yeah. uh, did you ever watch Prices, right? Yeah. The cliffhanger. The more I watched him, Tim, you know what I saw? I saw a really good college player that I think had reached his peak. I don't know that he. I don't know that that, that skill set is going to be as productive 
in, in the NFL because he's a smaller guy. He's only like 6'3". A lot of people here at the network uh, in our best bets, and I think on VEASAN.com, uh, I think I saw Matt uh, Humans write this up, bet over 18.5. I've got an over 19.5 ticket. At 22.5, I actually would still bet it. I think he could. It, as, yeah. as Todd McShay said, and I'll get to one, one more I think, player. I think he falls all the way out of the first round. And then the other one that Todd McShay said could fall out of the first round, Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum. I talked about him. I played over 27 and a half. And uh, per McShay, he said Dean is the most likely of the trio to still be a first rounder. He expects, per what he's heard, Linderbaum and Karloftis, who, by the way, both their over-unders are sitting at 22 and a half and 27 and a half, respectively. He expects both to fall out. Yeah, I, I heard another report today about the center position actually being pretty solid mm-hmm. and that you could get a starter maybe in the second or third round. So a first-round pick on Tyler Linderbaum, maybe not the way to go. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. I've got a bet that I've made today. The number's still available. We'll talk about that on the other side. See if Sean agrees. We'll get you updated on the NBA as well. It's the Nightcap. Send the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only 59 bucks, you can get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs, which probably won't have the Golden Knights. We'll have all the NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL and NASCAR, if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want. The cost, only 59 bucks. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John? My first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my game. <laughs> For a subscriber through July 31st, head over to vcin.com slash spring. How you feeling about uh, Utah on the money line, Sean? About a 20-point play? I don't. So They're you, not good. You wrote down uh, 20 to 1 odds, right? I gave you 20 to 1 odds. No, I didn't take the bet. <laughs> uh, Dallas right now up 89-65. Uh, that's what serious. a boring game if you yeah. went to this game. Well, if you're a Mavericks fan, you're happy you get to go see a win. It's, it's, you want to see a good game, though. Jeez. Oh, I disagree. I'd rather see a Oh, no. If I'm going okay. to a playoff game, I want the team that I want to win, but I want to see a good game. Uh, Luca right now, uh, thirty points. Oh man, Jalen Brunson. Ooh, Luca went crazy. Pushing. First of all, that was Ooh. all on Luca. Luca can't jump, and he went in like he was about to Doctor J, Hassan Whiteside, and he was like, "Nah, partner." And then Luca got all offended. For <laughs> real, like I mean, what was the man supposed to just let you dunk on him? Kind of throw him down to the ground a little bit. No, I mean, he just blocked it. Son, white side. Watch this. Like, I mean, right, watching. Right. Just, Luca, like, what is Luca attempting to do? He just went for the block. Like, Luca's grabbing his arm. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with your assessment. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Hassan's going to get first of all here pushing people i don't know if luca could go down and do that dunk like in pregame warm-ups like with nobody under the goal so i definitely know he wasn't gonna dunk like, man you are you are not a luca oh i'm believer. a huge luca fan you've already said that he's he's james Dude, harden did you think luca could execute what, i've seen him dunk before oh, so on hassan whiteside probably not come on man and with that kind of dunk i can see like okay he backdoor cut he sneaks it gets up with two hands really quick boom but, like, okay, I'm going to go down the middle of the, the lane and cock back like I'm Dr. J. By the way, I think Luca was going to grab he Hassan Whiteside's right. hand to get helped up. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah. yeah, this is ridiculous. That's the NBA. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. yeah, real fight? So we were watching hockey and the NBA together, and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, in, in the NBA they did, like, in hockey? They're like, Guys want to really peacock, like okay, the ref will oh. sit there and let them knuckle you know it up. How bad those fights would be, Sean. That's all right though. You cut out a lot of that peacocking. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, they're a lot less tough when you actually let them fight. It's a reason why why hockey games are played with a high level a high level of player etiquette. They understand it's consequences and repercussions to doing silly stuff. Uh, so Mavericks taking care of business. They're up. Uh, they will be up three games to two in this series uh, after they conclude tonight over Utah, Toronto. Still alive. 103-88 win tonight on the road at Philadelphia. And Boston uh, completing the four-game sweep of the Brooklyn Nets. I can't get a good feel for Philly. I just don't get a good feel. Like, I feel like... I don't think they're tough enough to win a championship. I don't know if toughness is what they lack. Because I think Maxie and Embiid are extremely mentally tough. 
and physically tough. I just think Harden plays at such a slower speed than everybody else. It's I don't know how to, how it fits. I mean, it's gonna be fascinating to watch. And they ejected Hassan Whiteside. That's so bogus, by the way. I mean, that's a eh, bogus call. Just, What's he supposed to do? Get dunked on? And he went for the ball. He well, didn't slap down at it him. It was the pushing afterwards. Oh, uh, come on, man. Luca was, was hanging on like a toddler, falling off the it, sofa. No, it wasn't him. It was the pushing of the other players. Well, they ran up on They even ran in his space. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it was, it's bogus, too. Listen. It's the NBA, though. Public service announcement. If you run up in somebody's space, don't be shocked if they put their hands on you. Like, you can't just run up to people and be shaking your head like a bobblehead doll and all kind of words are coming out of your mouth and then be shocked when somebody's like, hey, man, you better step back. What do they think White Side was going to do? I mean, it's enough he's getting his butt beat in the actual game. I mean, he wasn't going to literally, like, allow himself to get dunked on. So... We're going to talk to uh, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, coming up here in just a little bit. Um, I made another draft bet today. <laughs> You're addicted. I love it. I, I mean, see. We, I, we've spent. I'm watching you do your thing. We've spent many o nights. This is one of my. This is my favorite sporting event of the year. You want to tell the people how many uh, uh, draft tickets you have currently? I believe I'm at thirty-two. Thirty-two. Tim has 32 wagers now, on the NFL draft. A couple of them are, are duplicates, like different odds at different books. So I think I part of that 32 is three. It's still 32 tickets. Three. Uh, if, you, if you win every bet, then you'll get to go and cast 32 tickets. So it's Correct. 32 tickets. I will not win every bet because I have a Malik Willis first overall pick. That's uh, You don't know that? <laughs> well, I've got a couple first overall picks, so I can't win them all. I would like to win as many as possible. Okay. Trayvon Walker going one would be nice. You're uh, welcome. Icky Aquano going one would be a little nicer. Possible. Um, so those are both still available. But lately we've seen this, this push for Derek Stingley Jr. And we also saw a push for Sauce Gardner over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Here on this show, we talked about Sauce Gardner over under seven and a half. We recommended you play under seven and a half. It's now five and a half. Derek Stingley Jr., we talked about some of the rumors that were out there, Sean. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could go as high as three, but you look at his over-under now, it has completely shrunk down to eight and a half, nine and a half, depend, depending on you know some different spots. Not that long ago, before the pro day, it was 12 and a half, Sean. So the importance on the cornerback position is obviously at a, at a very high level right now with the emphasis on passing. And... When you look at the cornerback position in this draft, it's a clear-cut number one and two. Mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner, Derek Stingley. And then I think there were some people who thought maybe Andrew Booth at a Clemson was a guy that was you know, was good enough. But there are some serious questions about his injury history. Right. So that's what, McDuffie's that's what led me to bet Trent McDuffie yeah. to go under 17 and a half. And when you look at McDuffie, He's been another riser here as of late. A lot of people around the league have been talking about Trent McDuffie per reporters out there, and his over-under has continued to dip a little bit. And I would play under 17.5 because, Sean, if Derek Stingley indeed does go top 10, which seems to be the way that it is going, Minnesota at 12 has a need for a cornerback. Houston at 13, if they don't go Sauce Gardner at 3, could need a cornerback. 
Philadelphia at 15. And I even think, now unlikely, but I even think you get a little bit of a buffer with the Chargers at 17. Some people believe the Chargers could go McDuffie. Now there's 15 and a half, so you want to play less juice. I think the safer bet, just as you can get more picks to work with, the way to go. But uh, I played Trent McDuffie under 17 and a half today. I played it at minus 130. I think it's juiced up a little bit, but I think Trent McDuffie, the third best corner for most people out there, I think he's off the board by the mid-first round. I would play under 17 and a half. Here's what's interesting. The bet you have that worries me the most now, and what did you get the receivers at, five and a half or six and a half? Five and a half. Because every position has someone that we keep hearing. Each day it's a new person that's moving up. Mm -hmm. I've heard nothing about the receivers. So what I would say to that is I don't disagree, but Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, Drake London, Traylon Burks. From all accounts, all five are locked to go first round. Jahan Dotson continues to be most first round mocks. If he's selected, I win. I would not play over six and a half right now. I know a lot of people have said, you know, there could be seven, maybe even eight wide receivers go. It's possible. I mean, you, you think very highly of Christian Watson. Wide receiver out of North Dakota State. His over-under here at Circa, they can't figure it out. It's like 38, 39, 41, back down to 39. So, there's a lot of questions there. George Pickens, if you read uh, Bruce's the article. Georgia wide receiver, yep. Uh, he is thought of to be a very boomer bust type of guy. Great talent, but questions off the field. I think over five and a half, you're, you're safe. Over six and a half, which is actually the under slight favorite there, I would probably stay away. The way it's going, I probably would take the under six and a half. Yeah. Because you just, I think people are cool with the fact that from two to 12 on their board at receiver, it's not really a lot of separation. Talk some NBA coming up top of the hour. Bucks Celtics. JVT. Jonathan Von Tobel going to tee. Jonathan Von Tobel going to tee. Jonathan Von Tobel going to tee. Jonathan Von. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 